0: Clemson target wide receiver Tyler Brown of Greenville has set thanksgiving for his commitment announcement. Clemson offered last weekend while Brown was in for an unofficial visit. He's a former Minnesota commitment. Some of his other major offers include Northwestern Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech. This season, going into round three of the playoffs, he has 45 catches, 793 yards, 12 touchdowns. I think the handwriting is on the wall here. That he will commit to Clemson. In fact, the Tigers look like they're lining up for a 3-for-3 three three run here because they've got two other commitments who are going to be announcing in the coming days. 2024 cornerback to Fagan of Tampa, 4 o'clock on Sunday. That'll be on 24-7 Sports. Defensive end to Marion Parker, Phoenix City, Alabama, announcing Monday morning at 9 o'clock Eastern at his school. He'll be at Clemson Saturday. Now, I want to say something here real quick. Paul Strelow, veteran writer for Tiger Illustrated, best in the business covering Clemson recruiting. There's no question about it. He knows everything about Clemson recruiting. I believe he's projected all three of these to Clemson in his writings. However, I want to make this point, and something that kind of puzzled me a little bit. Sometimes when he's writing about Clemson targets – who are not coming to Clemson? Say at the very end, he senses that they're going somewhere else. His information that he gets indicates that NLI is the reason that Clemson is not getting that player. They're losing the player to another school for N I N L I N I. All right, name image like N I L reasons, not national letter of intent N I L reasons. Now it's one of in my mind that's one of two reasons for writing that a either helping to kind of cover things for Clemson and the people that help him out. You help them out by making it look like they're not losing the guy on their own. They're losing the guy because they're being outbid. Or the other way to look at it is they are being outbid in the NIL game. And my question is, why is Clemson letting that happen? And is that going to eventually, eventually catch up with Clemson? They continue to try to recruit on the high road, so it appears, and they're trying to use NIL in a background sort of way. And their NIL approach, at least the way they state it, is different from others because they are trying to tie it into charity work from what I've read from Clemson in the past about their NIL approach. But if you start losing really key players, and you have to go down your board to take other players that maybe you wouldn't take because you've lost key players to other schools that you'll be competing against in the playoffs if you make it because of NIL. In other words, you're getting outbid. You're basically getting outbid. How long does Clemson hold to that policy? When do they become more aggressive in the NIL game? When do they start telling a player, okay, look, straight out, We'll give you 250000 a year to come here. Because according to Paul, some of the players he's written about who are going elsewhere to like an LSU or a Texas, it's because of the NIL deals. That's his information. I'm just saying, if that's the reason, my point in this is, is to point up Clemson, not him, but Clemson, are they going to sit back and let themselves be outbid? Just wondering out loud clemson running back target jamarius haynes of roanoke alabama was scouted by running backs coach cj spiller last friday night it was a second round playoff game for him he rushed for 235 yards and four touchdowns on 20 carries he said he and spiller communicate regularly primarily talking about his upcoming official visit next weekend he said his family will join him on the visit he's also talking with washington state about an official Western Kentucky also has offered. He also took an unofficial to Clemson October 22nd. He said the Tigers were at the top of his list, but he does not think he'll commit on the visit. But that looks like a fourth potential commitment for Clemson there. Another Clemson running back target for this class, Jamarian Wilcox, Douglasville, Georgia, was offered by Ohio State. Kentucky and NC State also have offered. He visited Clemson unofficially in September he was at Kentucky in mid October for an official visit. 2024 wide receiver Ryan Wingo of St. Louis will make an unofficial visit to Clemson this weekend. He was an old miss last weekend. He is a nationally offered recruit. He's not yet been offered by Clemson. USC will have two uncommitted targets on campus this weekend for official visits. Offensive tackle Keyshawn Blackstock of Coffeeville Junior College, Kansas, and wide receiver Edwin Joseph of Hollywood, Florida. Some other recruits reported by Gamecock websites as scheduled to visit this weekend, include 23 Miami commitment tight end Reed McKeska. In the 24 class, offensive tackle Cam Pringle, offensive tackle Josiah Thompson, running back Trayvon uh, Dunbar who was at Penn State last weekend, linebacker Devin Smith, safety Braden Lee, running back Tate Titshaw, and running back Kevin Riley. Also this weekend, Woodland athlete Sudarian Harrison is scheduled for an official at Louisville. USC and Clemson target tight end Caleb Odom was offered by Duke, and he is scheduled for an unofficial visit to USC for the game tomorrow. And 2024 defensive back receiver Landon Kurtz of Fort Mill plans to visit USC on Saturday. Uh, I think I had a couple of others visiting South Carolina that I wanted to mention that I had come across Give me half a second here. Uh, cornerback cornerback Isaiah Johnson of Richmond will be making an unofficial to USC Saturday. USC had offered earlier in the month. Also 2025 tight end Brady Ambrose of Catawba Ridge plans to visit USC on Saturday. And with that, we conclude tonight's edition of the Recruiting Report brought to you by Wells, Right here on Sports Talk.